Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello again and welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's show we remember perhaps the biggest sports celebrity of the 20th century, boxer Muhammad Ali. The Bellagio Gallery of Fine Arts is presenting I Am the Greatest, Muhammad Ali, an exhibit featuring unseen video footage, family photos, rare personal heirlooms, and more. The executive director of the gallery, Teresa Tiberti, will give you a personal tour. Have you ever looked at a big construction site and thought to yourself, gee, wouldn't it be fun to be able to play with all those big machines? Well, now you can by visiting Dig This in Las Vegas, and we'll spend some time chatting with the creator of this outdoor playground. Also, it's Stanley Cup playoff time, which makes you think, what's happening with the new hockey team in Las Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights? Steve Karp of the Las Vegas Review-Journal will drop by to catch us all up. Finally, if you've been to Vegas, you've definitely seen the high roller wheel overlooking the Strip. Your Vegas insider, Scott Robin, will tell you if it's worth taking a ride on. There is no doubt, no doubt that one of the finest museums in Las Vegas is of the Bellagio. It's the uh, Bellagio Gallery of Fine Art. We already did a show from there. Just incredible stuff. They've got an exhibit coming in now. It's been there uh, since the end of March and will continue all the way to the end of September. And I think it's a really must-see. It's different than what they normally do. It's called I Am the Greatest Muhammad Ali. And with us, of course, is... uh, the executive director of the Bellagio Gallery of Fine Art, Trissa Tiberti. Trissa, I got to think this has got to be kind of exciting because it's a little bit different than what people are expecting to come in and just see, the, you know, some of the the world class artists. Obviously, there's incredible uh, things to see here, but it's just the, the topic's a little different. Yes, it is very different than um, many of our past shows. Uh, we have had object shows before, but. Um, you know, it just seemed like the time was right, and it was a great opportunity to talk about the history and life of, you know, the greatest sports icon, boxing figure, um, and also just for Las Vegas and MGM Resorts supporting boxing so much, and there was a lot of different things that came together that made this kind of the perfect fit. Yeah, and the thing that's interesting about Ali is he was not only a great sports figure, he was really a world figure. I mean, he's somebody who actually made a difference. He's one of these people that uh, it it was one of those names, even though it was a a boxer, that was known around the world. Yes, absolutely. And that was, you know, kind of the main interest in a way. The boxing happened to be kind of secondary. Um, He was a political activist. Um, He was a humanitarian Obviously, had great, you know, religious beliefs, um, and was controversial in in many of his aspects of life, and and making sure that he voiced his opinions and his thoughts and beliefs. It's just so typical of how wonderful the museum approaches things. You break it up into these uh, six different core principles, and I find these, you know, as, I, as I've studied the life, grew up with Ollie. Study life, it's just so right on. You have a thing on confidence and conviction, dedication, giving, respect, and spirituality. 
And I'd like to start with the first couple, the confidence and conviction. You know, it took a lot of guts in the early 1960s, even late 1950s when he got started, to be, you know, not only a black man as one of the great sports leaders in the world, but he wasn't afraid to tell people that, you know, I am the greatest, that whole thing. We didn't see that before. No, not at all. And I think that's what's so wonderful is seeing um, a lot of the video coverage that we have. You can't help but just watch that and think, wow, that's amazing that to have that confidence and that belief in, in again, whatever it is that you're doing and you believe in, it's it's powerful to watch. And again, the messages are difficult. The messages are, are something that's, a, you know, even in today's political climate. You know, there's so many interesting things about him. Like you have respect, and respect goes a lot of different ways. I remember seeing as a little kid, I mean, a real small kid, and I didn't see it till actually years later. But him go on to Jack Parr with uh, one of the other guests was Liberace, and the two, you know, you couldn't get any different types of personalities than Ali and uh, I guess he was then he was Cassius Clay and uh, Liberace, and yet. There was that mutual respect, and, you know, it's just something to watch. So, you know, he seemed almost more mature than his years in a way. Oh, yes, I mean, I think that's definitely a good point, um, something to bring out. I haven't quite thought about that yet, but as the second you said that, I was like, yes, he does. I think he, he saw something, and he, you know, he had that drive and that passion and, yes, and that respect for people that, yes, weren't in his, in his arena, um, but yet they still made such a huge impact on him, and he could understand that. And I think that that's what that is, is being mature enough to understand that. Characters like Ali now, you, you see him in all sorts of different fields. Back at that time, you know, and staying out of the draft, and the South was on fire at that time, it really took a lot of guts. I mean, I mean, a lot of guts were not only would his career be eaten up, but he actually was probably at a threat at all times. History and just time frame of when artwork was being made, or we always talk about that um, at our shows. And I think even with, you know, Picasso was famous for saying that. You know, it definitely depends when an artist is making his work. And the same thing with Ali. Those, that time period and that life that you have and, and what your experiences are in your environment, that's all affecting who you are, who you're going to be, and what your triumphs and tribulations are, because... That's, that, yes, that was a tough time period for him to go through. Had he been doing what he was doing then, now, yeah. he may have had a different outcome. Well, and I think it's important that people see that because there's always a thought, well, if it wasn't him, it would have been somebody else. Maybe not. You know, maybe not. And to see what actually he went through and what drove him, you know, it, it goes back to even Jackie Robinson. You know, you say, well, eventually the color line would have been broken. Right. But Jackie Robinson did it in such a way where it worked. You know, who knows what would have happened? It, it could have delayed things. You just don't know. So that's where I think Ali is incredible. And I got to say, Teresa, the way you're doing it is is incredible. So people have to think they're going to, you know, they've been there. They've seen these magnificent works of art, some on the wall and so forth. There's a lot more to this. This is more of an interactive thing. Talk about some of the things you're showing out as part of this exhibit. Well, I mentioned the videos before. Um, so there's about eight videos, and then there's actually the final round, what we're calling it, um, in a kind of an annex space. And that talks about the final years of Ali's life and even his you know, humanitarian efforts and, and Parkinson's um, struggle. Um, but in the main gallery space, yes, you've got the videos. There's large graphics on the wall that have a mirage of pictures. I mean, they're floor-to-ceiling graphics. And there's just 
time periods of his life and, like I said, a collage of images. And then there's also the audio guide, and you have the artifacts, which are great. So those are telling parts of, you know, they're showing points in different history of Ali's life. Yeah, and and, and the stories, I guess, from some of his closest friends, which I always think is a great way to study history. You know, not not just the report of what actually happened, but you know, somebody that maybe knew him close enough that could tell some interesting stories that maybe we don't know. Uh, yes, like. Davis Miller is actually the voice on the audio guide, and he is telling stories of, you know, truth about him and Ali, and or basically from Ali's perspective and things that he heard from him and talked to him about, and was a good friend of his, was a good um, friend of the family. So that's an exciting part to have somebody that knew Ali talking and giving those stories as if it's in the first person rather than just reading a script of, you know, a historical kind of recollection of something. Yeah, and finally, I think one thing a lot of people don't realize is really what the great philanthropist uh, Ali was. You know, they know him as the great boxer and kind of a showman, but there's really quite a bit. He was quite involved in this. He was. I I think, you know, definitely at the end of his life, and that's what he kind of focused on. Um, It's like he almost became humbled after everything he had gone through and everything he had been behind and driven, and you know, he was very driven in his training and getting to the point he, he got in, I think he, giving, you know, one of the six um, aspects of his life, the core principles, giving was really something that was important to him, and I think it's interesting to see that he really focused that on the end of his life, because he wanted to give back to, you know, the community and the world who supported him through everything he went through. Well, as usual, the Bellagio does it. They do it right. The Gallery of Fine Arts, you have to go. And if you miss this one, there'll be another great one after that. I I, I think it's really something special you have there, uh, Teresa. It's just a wonderful place. You're located in the Bellagio. And if people want to get tickets to see this and so forth, what's the best way? Do they just go to the Bellagio website or what? Bellagio website or come directly to the gallery and purchase at the ticket counter. Either way. We will do that. Thanks again. Can't wait to talk to you again when you have the next great exhibit up. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thanks for speaking to me. Up next, you'll learn where you can play with big construction equipment and live out some of those childhood fantasies. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. world-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. 
Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. Have you ever wanted to move things around with big cranes like you've seen at building sites all your life? As usual in Las Vegas, you can actually do it. And we're with the guy that came up with this incredible concept. The place is called Dig This. Fascinating uh, story. His name is Ed Mum. And Ed, uh, whatever gave you the idea? I know you worked in this thing. Was it just something where you had so much fun with it that you thought, you know, I think everybody would enjoy this? Yeah, you know, really, I just touched on, um, you know, some of the heavy equipment side of it. I, I used to drive tractors on farms a lot. And then 
Um, I had the opportunity to build a house, and I thought, well, we'll do all the construction as well, and the excavating. And I'd done quite a bit of dozer work before, but I'd never been on a large excavator. And I had a friend come in uh, who was a great operator uh, come and sort of just take me through it. And um, I jumped on that machine, and two hours later, I was having an absolute blast. And then I thought, if I'm having this good a time, amazing the amount of people that want to come and do this stuff but don't have that opportunity. So that's where that aha moment kicked in, and I thought, man, there's a there's a good opportunity here. So we looked into it, discovered nobody was doing this kind of attraction. And, um, yeah, so started back in Colorado, got the uh, concept dialed in, ready to bring it over to Las Vegas, and we opened here in 2011. Yeah, and you call it, and I love this, America's first ever heavy equipment playground. And it is like that. It's like a big playground. And I, is it one of those things, Ed, when not only you did it, but then when you started talking about the idea to other people that you could just see the kid come out and folks? 3% of the population are involved in construction or being on heavy equipment. Um, there's 97% of the population are driving past construction sites all the time and look in and, and see all that heavy equipment moving and dozers and excavators and, you know, cranes, and, and they're all saying, man, a oh, good portion of them are saying, man, I wish I could just have a go of that. And so um, those are the people that we're, you know, those are our customers. They always say, look, we've been driving past these construction sites or somebody built a house next to us, and we were just, you know, in awe of the operator, you know, just the way they were handling that equipment. And we had no opportunity no opportunity to go and jump in that machine or they weren't allowed to let us in or but um and then people come out here and we put them through a you know really cool experience and kind kind of do a lot of what they see on construction but it's um you know not as complicated but we give them a really good feel for the machine through the various activities that we do and then they get out of that machine and and they've got a whole new sense of achievement but they've also had a great time and they've also got a really good appreciation for the the people that do this for a living as well. And it's not just big old guys with flannel shirts doing this. I understand, in fact, your first customers were a couple of women. So women, children, everybody loves it. Oh, it's right across the board. You know, we get anybody from the age of eight. We've had a 98-year-old come out and jump in that machine. Look, 50% of our clients are women. And uh, women get a kick out of running heavy equipment. So it's it's for different many reasons they're here. It's just for you know just that fascination aspect of what what it's like to run this stuff. And then we get bachelor bachelorette parties. You know we're in the heart of a huge group business here in Las Vegas with you know all the various groups that are here either for um, you know for meetings or for conventions for bachelor parties for a bachelorette. We get a ton of bucket listers and the people that we get are from you know they're from all different backgrounds. And really cool, interesting people as well, from just not here in the U.S., but all over the world. Well, I love that idea. You know, bucket listers, that's that's a great line, i got to tell you, Ed, because I I think about it, and, you know, maybe somebody doesn't want, you know, you can do stuff like you can drive a fast car. We had somebody talk about doom buggies, and it's all individual things. And it's just another one of those things that maybe you think in your entire life you're never going to be able to do it. So to have that one time in there has just got to be fun. And and I I think it must be, you know, I know you do a lot of group uh, activities. It must be even more fun with, with a lot of people there oh it is you know and, and when people are you know watching their, their you know their partners or their friends or their you know business associates operating that equipment 
they, um, you know, it's a really nice group experience because they all kind of feed off each other and the first group they get off and, and then they, when they swap over, you know, they, everybody just go, wow, that was super cool and got to do this. It's the most earth we've ever moved in our lives. And, and there's a really good camaraderie and, and people just come out of that whole experience with a whole new sense of achievement. And, you know, when you see the smiles on their faces, you know, you know, what we're doing here is... is is working pretty good and satisfying a lot of customers that are looking for something new and different to do here in Las Vegas. Absolutely. You say they come from all over the, over the world, and uh, it's something that is kind of universal. It gets a, you know, you can forget language, culture. These things are attractive. So I want you to kind of talk about, now, you know, we know we have equipment. What kind of equipment do you have out there that people can play in? And you call it a supersized sandbox. Talk a little about what that is. So give us kind of a vision of what we're, what we're going to get into out there. Yeah, so um, we we decided that um, we needed to start off with a brand that everybody knows. So we use Caterpillar equipment for a start. It's basically built the foundation of the USA and, and a lot of it around the world. So we knew that if we started out with a really good brand, that would be an attraction in itself for, for people that pass construction sites and primarily see a lot of that, especially a lot of the older generation that grew up with Caterpillar. So the brand was really important. The second part is, we wanted people to feel like they'd been on a big piece of equipment. So we work with kind of mid-sized equipment like D5, like which are D5 bulldozers, which are around 10 to 12 tons, um, you know, right up to um, excavators that are what we call 315s, which are about 35,000 pounds. So, you know, they're a good size excavator. So that equipment is, is, is a good size enough when people get in, they go, wow. They, they realize then they're about to command the controls of a big piece of equipment. And, and the goal is, of course, is we really want to leave an impression that they've operated you know, a good-sized piece of, of equipment. And so what we do is we start off with a um, very simple classroom session just to go over some of the safety aspects, and then we, you know, we give them a visual of what they'll be doing out on the field with a little sandbox that we've got and just some scale toys of the actual equipment they'll be operating. And then we take them out, we do an in-cab, we get them in the machines, uh, get them safely buckled up, and we do an in-cab orientation just to, so they see what the controls are. And then we go out and we do a, a warm-up activity, so we actually work those controls. And then we do a series of progressive activities where, you know, as their eye-hand coordination kicks in, you know, we, we intensify the experience a little bit more. So, for example, on our excavators, we'll, we'll do an in-ground activity, um, People can dig as deep as they want or as long as they want, you know, obviously under the supervision of, a, of a, an instructor. Um, and by the way, we have really nice hands-free communication headsets, so like you see in NASCAR, um, where we're always in contact with them and giving them directions. And so they do that in whole, all that in-ground experience, and then we'll um, do that for like 20, 25 minutes. And uh, typically most people will dig down to about... 15, 16 feet deep, um, and they'll probably go along about oh, probably 10 to 15 feet. That's that's quite a sizable hole by the time they're done. Wow. It'll be the most earth that anybody's ever moved in their lives. It's, it's, it's very satisfying. You are listening to Ed Mum, founder of Dig This, a place to experience handling big equipment and moving things around. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. I am back with Ed Mum, the founder of Dig This, a really fun place where you can play with heavy equipment. I'm serious. So Ed was just saying that the day starts off with orientation, warm-up activity, and then they start with the excavators. Then what, Ed? And then we'll move to a, an above-ground activity where we'll have a pyramid of tires, these big two-ton tires, and we'll have them pluck the, uh, you know, the tire off individually and... Um, We've got these thumbs on the excavators. They're like big claws. They'll latch onto that tire, and then they'll spin around and track that tire down to the other end of the course. So then there's the big finale where everybody's got their control of the machine. They're feeling very confident. Then we'll get them up on this big mound, and they'll reach over this mound, and we've got basketballs on these cones, and they'll pluck these basketballs off the cones, and then they'll uh, slam dunk them into a really cool tire hoop. <laughs> that we have set up. So so we really mix it up. So there's a good variation of activities where everybody gets a really good sense of, you know, achievement at the end of it and, and accomplishment. So, um, and then we finish up with a really cool um, um, a certificate of um, achievement. So we have a little award ceremony and everybody gets this cool certificate when they're done. And uh, we, we go from there. So they've got a nice little take-home item where uh, they can rip all their college degrees out. You know, Ed, it sounds like a lot of fun, and it's one of those things that, it, it, you know, you say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, only in Vegas. Well, this is one of those only in Vegas kind of things. I mean, you know, it's just not, a, you know, the chances of doing it anywhere else are going to be very slim. So what an interesting thing. Just a couple more questions I have. Do you ever get people, because this equipment is so big and so forth, they come out, and then all of a sudden they get afraid of it because it's just so big and so forth, and do you try to help these people relax and let them know that uh, you'll walk oh, yeah. them through it? Yeah, absolutely. Some people are, are very nervous, and um, you know when. Typically, a lot of people are caught off surprise because they've been given it as a gift, right? And they get out on the field and they go, "Well, you want me to operate that that big piece of equipment?" And but look, here's the thing: our, our instructors are amazing people. They've got the right people skills and and training skills to talk through anybody. Uh, through the whole experience. And typically the people that are a lot more nervous usually do a lot better because they listen better. <laughs> right, and, right. Um, they listen to the instruction process better. You know, and look, it takes us five to ten minutes to get people up and running typically on average before they're somewhat, you know, starting to get a good feel for the machine. So it's a very quick turnaround. The operating stations are, you know, are, are getting a lot better and easier now. There's not like a hundred controls in front of you it's all joystick operated and you know naturally the kids that jump in there pick it up straight away because they're used to playing video games and really it's like a video game station when you're in there just with the joysticks that you have available and so we you know we talk them through that whole process and then the people that are the most nervous usually are settled down within five to ten minutes and they go oh right this is cool so and then within you know you know within 15 minutes they got a bloody big smile on their face and that's what we want to see can you take pictures there i mean do you let people like take pictures of other people doing this that kind of thing oh absolutely yep so we um we actually take photos of the people but they can also bring in their their cameras 
and uh, take photos as well while they're in the machines. So um, there's plenty of opportunity to get some good photos and some uh, good video footage as well if they want to bring their GoPros. Now, they can film their, their experience as well. Now, I know one other thing you talk about, and I think this is important in Las Vegas, people coming out in the summer thinking, well, it sounds like a blast, but, man, it's got to be hot out there in these things. These are actually climate-controlled, right? I mean, so, you know, you can do this and not get a heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, there's no way you'd want to operate equipment with an open cab out here in Las Vegas <laughs> in July, August. So all our cabs do have climate control, whether it's in the middle of winter or if it's in the middle of summer. So they're very comfortable in those machines, for sure. And, okay, for people that are wondering, like, it's, is it good for families? Yeah. Uh, I, so I understand the uh, limitations are only eight years of age to operate uh, the, the track loaders. Is that right? And then 14, age, uh, 14 years of age they have to be to do the big stuff. Yeah, exactly. So we've got a lot of equipment to, uh, you know, for the little guys. And as long as they're 48 inches tall, uh, we're good to go. And they're eight years old. And, um, you know, we've got some six-ton excavators for them to operate. And we've got some um, larger skid steer compact loaders that we uh, also use for the, for the kids. And, and they do really well on them. They're just kids are naturals when they get in that machine. So, um, But the whole thing is we just want to have an all-family experience, and we're slowly bringing in more equipment uh, um, just so that we can you know, provide that all-family experience. So we're working on some playgrounds now where we can get some toddlers in and, um, you know, give them a, you know, a great time out there as well. So it, it we'll have little um, static displays there if they can jump on and play on. So that's coming next year. Back with final thoughts from Ed Mum of Dig This, as well as some hockey news from Steve Carp of the Review Journal. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Check us out on Twitter and at twitter.com forward slash Vegas Never Sleeps. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand, and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. 
I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy, Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet, or whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. For more, Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. We are back with Dig This founder, Ed Mum. Let's tell people, first of all, you know, you mentioned before a, a, a gift certificate. That sounds like it would be a great gift for somebody, you know, just something if you want to get that really unusual gift. But if we just want to plan our trip, we want to come out and plan this ahead of time, tell us where we go on the web and so forth, and do we need reservations and all that. Yeah, it's always good to um, to call us and book, or, or you can go online at uh, digthisvegas.com, uh, and um, there's a we've got like five openings or five to six openings every day. Um, our times start, you know, every two hours, so we start at eight, and we go as late as we can. We do really cool night digs here, and um, but you'll see all that on our website, digthisvegas.com. That sounds good. And you're located where in relation to the Strip in downtown? For the locals that are listening to this, um, we're at the old Scandia, where the Scandia used to be. But we're right on South Rancho Drive. Um, We're just down from the Palace Station. We're five to ten minutes from most of the uh, Strip hotels. So we're very close. We're going to come out there. I can't wait to visit it myself. Thanks so much. Uh, Really appreciate it, Ed. Thank you. One other thing um, that your listeners should know is that 
We've just set up a really cool course just as an add-on. Um, we're going to start crushing cars. Oh, um, so yeah, getting, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, beginning May, you know, we realise there's a lot of angry people out there, so uh, we're opening up a session called the Aggression Session. <laughs> so we're going to bring in cars, and we're going to smash them up with our excavators. So keep an eye out for that as well. We will. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Hey, great to be on your show. With the Stanley Cups out there, I'm sure a lot of you are asking, hey, what's going on with the hockey team in Las Vegas, the Golden Knights? And with us, as always, the man who covers it for the Vegas Review Journal, Steve Karp. Steve, you got a new coach in town. Tell us who he is and uh, what you know about him. They decided last week to go with a veteran, and they hired Gerard Gallant, who had coached the Florida Panthers to the playoffs two years ago. It was a finalist for the Jack Adams Award which goes to the league's coach of the year. And then the team got up to a slow start this year. They had changed their focus more to the analytics side. Uh, Grant was a little bit resistant to some of the methods they wanted. And he was let go, even though the team was uh, still posting a winning record. So the, the Golden Knights reached out to him probably in December. He was let go November 27th. And they've had a dialogue all along with the understanding of a better opportunity came along for either side. You know, the Islanders came after him with a, uh, a strong offer, and the Dallas Stars came in late with an offer. But uh, as Gawad said, he wanted to be part of something special, something fresh. And uh, I think they got a really good coach. Uh, and then just another really good hire on the hockey side by uh, Bill Foley. One of the things, you know, you mentioned analytics and some of the sports, you know, baseball's been doing it now for years. With it. There's two theories of thought. Do you think for an expansion team, Steve, and I know you've been watching hockey for a long time, that probably an experienced vet like that might be perfect for all the difficulties of bringing together all these different people to put together a team? I think there's a place for it, definitely. I don't think it should be the determining factor. And you know what I look at it is? is part of the puzzle. George McPhee calls it another golf club in the bag. And that might be the best analogy, actually. It's a relatively new thing for the sport, uh, probably the last 10, 15 years. Every team's got an analytics guy. Some teams rely on it more than others. Arizona, for instance, is heavy on it, uh, whereas uh, a team like Montreal is not as heavy, perhaps, or... Uh, you know, every every team has their own philosophy on how they want to build their franchise. So in, in Vegas's case, there is an analytics guy on board, Misha Donskov, a, a brilliant guy who knows this stuff. There also is a couple of capologists who uh, are looking at the money side of it. Remember, this will be the first expansion under the salary cap. Yeah. And so Vegas will have $73 million to work with in salary for next season, I don't see them going over the cap. I think they'll have room, which will help them in terms of free agents and if they need to sign a guy uh, for down the road. So uh, it'll be a very interesting time. And uh, by getting back to Gallant, talking about a guy who really relates well with young players. I know the Panthers players love playing for him. 
Uh, they were all shocked when he was let go in November. I think he's going to be really good. He's really good with the media. He's uh, a veteran guy. He's a regular stand-up person. And I think he'll uh, put together a very good coaching staff, which should allow the young players that the Knights are going to draft, uh, yeah. more specifically in the entry draft, to help grow and, and uh get their careers going the right way. Well, you know, as we watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, you can see different teams have different styles and so forth. And obviously, without the players, there's no way to tell exactly what's going to happen. But based on his background, Steve, and what you're seeing, do you think they're going to go for a particular style? Like, I mean, are, are they going to go after some veterans, do you think? Or are they going to try to come in real young and take a couple of years to mold, uh, you know, kind of some cohesionness? What do you uh, think? These guys are going to want to play fast the way the game is. Uh, the top teams are playing in now, like Pittsburgh. And, and um, you know, you see the way Columbus even plays. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a quick transition game now. It's not just, you know, lugging the puck up the ice, dumping it in, chasing it. It's, uh, you, it's about skill. It's about possession time. It's about creating quality chances and, and getting, you know, going from your defense your offense, so you got to have mobile defense where you can skate, and you've got to have wingers who can come back and help on defense. It's a, it's a true two-way street now in the NHL. What sounds to me, Steve, kind of like you're describing the Edmonton Oilers and what they've done, where they're building all yeah. these young guys up, right, a lot of speed and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. You know, I don't know if the Knights will get a Conor McDavid. It wasn't in the drafts early on in their history, but I'll tell you what, he's changed the way the Oilers play. I mean, he, he's the best guy with the puck going in head that I've seen since Bobby Orr. When he gets the puck on his stick and he gets rolling, yeah, he can light up the whole building. Well, Steve, once again, we love chatting with you. We'll talk to you again when it comes time for the drafts. Uh, thanks for catching us up. Appreciate it. Anytime, Steve. My pleasure. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background. But actually, we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom. 
and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. One thing that people have been asking me about to ask you, so I will, is they all see that big Ferris wheel. Now, you know, they associate it with cities like London or in Seattle. But now we see that. It's part of the link and so forth. Is that a must-see? I mean, I, I haven't been on it. Is that a must-ride? I, I know that the view is supposed to be incredible in there, and it's, it's very slow, which is part of the part of the appeal of it, actually. Yeah, the, the high roller has struggled since it opened. I was at uh, Caesars Entertainment uh, when it was being built, and it was amazing to watch. It is an amazing feat of engineering. It has some challenges that, uh, say, the London Eye doesn't have, and one of those is that because of where it's placed, the idea was to pull people into the link promenade, to pull them off the strip and get them, get them uh, through these stores and shops and restaurants. But part of the problem in Las Vegas is the height of the wheel is roughly the equivalent of some of the hotels. So you're not really giving a view that is exclusive. You could go to the Mandalay Bay or you could go to Stratosphere and get a sweeping view without going through that process of getting on the wheel and uh, paying that fee. So I, I think it's a must-do once. Uh, and I think that's the feedback that I've heard most is it's something you would do once. You kind of have to do it once just to experience just the sheer engineering marvel that this is. And it is an engineering marvel. But it's not something you would necessarily ride again. You've, once you've done it, uh, one of the tricky parts of, about it is because it's behind buildings like the Flamingo and the, and the, uh, the Link, is for the first, say, 
eight or ten minutes, you're behind a building. Yeah. And then you get this beautiful scenic view, but now you're back behind the building as it's going around again. It's, it's, uh, it's good to have friends. It's good to do the open bar. They've got a special deal where it's an open bar for all 30 minutes of the revolution. If you're a good drinker, you're going to more than you're going to get you a good value, but you're they're basically encouraging you to slam down drinks for your entire ride, which I have to say makes the ride better. Uh, but yeah, it's a it is a uh, very Las Vegas thing, but I can't say it's got the same appeal as as other wheels of that size and prominence just because of some challenges of where it's located. Uh, they've been, I think, at about half the the capacity since it opened so it hasn't exactly panned out the way they wanted it to but it is i think it's worth doing because you do see vegas kind of in a different way it's uh it is it's very interesting that as you look at the wheel it's the movement is almost imperceptible it's so smooth and slow so i i would say go on it just for the curiosity factor do it that one time and then uh just get that open bar Remember to check out Scott's blog, VitalVegas.com. It's really incredible and required reading for anyone visiting, or for that matter, living in Las Vegas. Well, that's it for this weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you to join us each week because, as you know, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do, find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about, cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beet red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and eight spots make you go frightful sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tan and dead. Use your brain, use your head. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.